0: Hey everybody, I'm Jody Vance.
1: And I'm George Affleck.
0: And it's time for
1: Yeah, coppers, you're never gonna take me alive. See, see, see,
0: I'm Stop policing. police know. in. Oh, <laughs> buddy, exactly. I just, oh. is this really happening? I mean, I think you should pinch me. Are we are we actually watching what it's, we think we're watching?
1: It's the most surreal, bizarre thing. We got so we're talking about the Surrey police department, Brenda Locke, Premier, Ministry of people signing non it's like okay,
0: let's back up. So bizarre, okay, so, it's all so bizarre. is it going to be a return to the RCMP, the Surrey <laughs> RCMP, or is it going to be continuing forward with the surrey police services this is the question that we have been asking now for three years three years maybe and and word is this coming week perhaps by next week's unspun on thursday uh we will have an answer one way or the other and the signaling is getting stronger by the minute uh the first thing that we should probably hit here is how uh david eby along with other premiers across mm-hmm. the country are sounding the alarm to the federal government about how there are mm-hmm. 632 graduates from depot which is the RCMP's right. training right yes. and every year uh, 860 some odd RCMP members either quit or retire so we're at we're at a, a 2 or 300 officer deficit in a growing, every in a growing year. country
1: in a growing country right.
0: and just yeah. one more piece here the policing um contract between the federal government and the rcmp is up in the early 2030s so we're it while that sounds like a long way away you don't just go okay the rcmp contract's not going to be renewed everybody find yourself cops right like so this this is some signaling that we have a problem here and maybe we just keep the honorary ride happening and you keep the traditional uh-huh. pieces of the rcmp alive but you get policing uh, more provincial or municipal or combination of both. Because let's be honest, if there is a BC provincial police, there's still a Vancouver police department. There's still a Surrey police services, da da da. This is
1: up to the th- province. But,
0: but I lived in Ontario for a decade and I'm telling you that that's how it works in a major province when you're on the ground because one provincial police services cannot get into the minutia of the the corners of of the province as is proven by the policing struggles that we have in bc right now totally totally getting off topic fact the matter is it's going to go one way or the other and we're supposed to find out this coming week and in this time the mayor of surrey brenda Locke is literally causing her own shit show it's a shit well show.
1: it's okay there's multiple things going on here first of all and we've talked about this before i've said it before that the province should be looking at a provincial police force you if they're have- not happy with the rcmp clearly they're not as we learned this week through communication through the national you know through the other premiers and sort of uh, the premier himself saying you know, we've got a problem here the data is bad the rcmp aren't keeping up we need to take this seriously you know the balls in the federal government's court so we we're bouncing that up to the federal government and then you got brenda yep. Locke saying we want we don't want the surrey pd because it's too expensive uh it's we we, we the people this t- voted me in not to have this uh so she's bumping it up saying to the province you can't do this to us it's like this whack-a-mole situation where everybody's going yeah you do this you do that and so as a result what's happening in surrey is not a lot as far as policing goes because right. it's chaos and and of course right. it's you know And but the thing is that I, that you just touched on something that kind of I'm going to guess that potentially the federal government's going to be like, sure, let's get rid of the RCMP. It'll save us a fortune. And we'll talk a bit about my op-ed later, but it's like, yeah. download, download, download. So now the federal government goes, okay, bye, your problem, yep. not mine. Uh, you yep. go find staff and train people. You know, I've said this before, the VPD is the biggest line item. You know, it's huge. It's a massive, massive cost for the city of Vancouver. Surrey, which is a similar, almost a similar size and will be bigger than Vancouver in 10, 10 years yep. uh, as far as population the cost is going to be the same or if not more for the taxpayers with the Surrey police force. Now, if, if that's fine for taxpayers, but I think Brendan Locke's going, Whoa, 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 Whoa. So, but it's all getting lost in this, this, uh, you know, show that you described. and You can say shit right?
0: now. Cause I already got us our yeah, so show. You can say literally shit,
1: Brenda Locke has now blocked. I've never seen this before. I get it. If you block people and you block people, I don't block anybody, but you do. I've blocked. Sci- yeah. You blocked. I blocked tons of people. Cause you, but they you, you're the go mayor. Away. Yeah, Yeah. you're the mayor. If I was the mayor, I wouldn't blocking the uh, the police department that you're actually underwriting, or the union she blocked, I should say, um, because they were going after her. Come on, I mean, sorry, she blocked. She blocked the no, she
0: blocked Surrey Police Services, not just the union. Okay, wow,
1: that's I know it's just bad PR.
0: (laughs) If I was a mayor of anywhere, which for the record, make note, I will never be the mayor of anything. Um, But (laughs) if I were the mayor of somewhere. I would not be the person doing my Twitter. I wouldn't. The person (laughs) doing my Twitter would look at it and only (laughs) give oxygen to the things that I want to talk about, period. And the people coming at me, yelling, it's just every time I bring up this subject. Only,
1: only. Exactly. I
0: loved, oh, we get into shotgunning, but um, I could never do it. It hurts my stomach. (laughs) Um, I sit next to Linda Steele Weekly, right? I sit next to Linda Steele Weekly on our show. The number of people who have come for me and told me that I'm not allowed to have an opinion on policing in Surrey because I sit next to Linda and she's married to Norm Lipinski, who's the police chief in Surrey for Surrey police services. I have uh, all the more reason
1: to have your ch- opinion. In I have my a mind. chuckle
0: every time I've met Norm Lipinski once. I've known right. Linda Steele for eight years. Linda and I are colleagues. This is like somebody telling me I'm biased because something your uncle did. I've never met your uncle. I don't know your uncle. I know you. <laughs> Uh, you know, I don't care.
1: The, but, uh, uh, well, there you
0: go. Sorry, uh, <laughs> hmm. I didn't say your dad because I know your dad passed when you were a young man. So no,
1: you know, yeah. it's uh, I've, I have closer connections to Kevin Bacon. I have less degrees of separation to Kevin Bacon than I do to more. <laughs> <Northrop and Steve. laughs>
0: you know what and that's a funny joke for you who for those of you who have never seen linda's husband norm the chief of police for surrey police services he looks exactly like kevin bacon in fact he's handsomer than kevin bacon (laughs) i would never say that to norm because i find norm a little bit don't say to kevin either
1: when you're no
0: but norm is like Norm is the, he's been RCMP. He's been municipal police. He has been boots on the ground. He's worked his way up. Norm does not deserve to be attacked by a bunch of goofy trolls who decided to politicize what's happening in Surrey. You grew up in Surrey, uh, in the area, right? Langley. But I mean, close enough. I grew up Mm -hmm. in Tawazin, so close enough. We are you know border town from surrey we spent a great deal of time hanging out yep. as, as teenagers in that part of town that city has grown by leaps and bounds and it hasn't grown in terms of the policing everybody knows there's a big problem when it comes to to criminal behavior in the city of surrey mm-hmm. and it deserves the people there deserve policing not politicization i think it it's a it's a bruised if not horrifyingly black eye on city hall to have a mayor who is so defiant in not having that open transparent conversation she keeps talking about and just is like (laughs) you know sticking her flag in the ground and saying I'm not budging what happens with Brenda Locke George unspin this for me if if Mike Farnworth and David Eby in the coming week say we're going with Surrey Police Services, it's not up to you anymore. Everybody is forecasting that that's what's happening. I don't know anything more than what I've listened to, Keith Baldry, Mike Smith. I'm, you know, I'm talking to Rob Shaw. I've got my my people. Linda doesn't know anything. She's finding out more from me than she's finding out from, you know, her sources, because everyone's so tight-lipped. But what does Brenda Locke do when the hammer comes down and it's like, this is what's happening, make it happen. What does she do? What do you predict?
1: Well, it's awkward, that's for sure. I would say that resigning might be something she might need to consider um because she may have ironically lost the support of her of her community because she didn't win this battle she's put it all she's all in on this yeah and uh it's unusual to be all in on something that you really only have so much control of you work at the pleasure as i've said many times municipal governments uh, operate at the pleasure literally that's the, the wording of the province yeah. and so you are at there they are you're a you're a, an appendage of the province and so you don't really have you know we have the municipal charter for every other city across the province except first vancouver which has the vancouver charter um which is unusual but it's it's what it is and um so the charter is overseen by the province and so including policing they decide what you get in the end and approve whatever you get and it, yeah you're right when you off the top you set all things are pointing towards uh, the province saying let's go with the surrey police department we can't we can't see the rcmp getting their act together in time to add the number of police officers that are clearly based on the data you just you presented there like we're off by a couple hundred plus per year plus not not even including new people that they need as as markets and communities grow so it's it's and by saying that publicly seems to be a statement yeah, need to Brenda lock. prepare yeah. yourself. Signaling. And so she needs to find Signaling. she's put herself yeah. in this corner. Uh, you know, for at such an early point in her term that it's yeah. hard to understand I, I get it. She's I, th- I mean, I get the numbers, and it's something that that should have been properly overseen in the previous administration. They went full bore. It was a promise by the previous mayor, Doug McCallum, to do this. He fulfilled his two promises, Skytrain and police force, and then lost the next election. But he also the numbers weren't clear, and it's actually I think it's five years since this started. This conversation was the day after Doug McCallum was elected. He started the process, so that's five years ago. And I was said then it's going to cost Surrey way more than they were budgeting. I think they were budgeting like 120 million. It was ridiculous. I mean, we're talking five, six hundred million. This is going to cost taxpayers. So, and let's go back to
0: the fact that people are saying that you and I don't get a a say in this because we don't live in Surrey. Guess what? That those tax dollars that that remarkably large sum of money that the provincial government has promised to Surrey to move forward with the SPS, because that's what they said on paper made the most sense. Um, and that was weeks and weeks and weeks ago that they said that. Um, it, it It is about all of us, not to mention the fact mm-hmm. that if it were to be surprisingly, we're going to revert to the RCMP in Surrey and we're going to staff it and it has to happen and blah, blah, blah. What does that mean for uh, rural uh, British Columbia? Because the mm-hmm. crime rates around this province are soaring. Mm-hmm. Understaffed is what every jurisdiction across BC is saying it's it's similar to the health healthcare system after what we've been through these last number of years there are fewer and fewer people aspiring to go work in the areas that are really resoundingly attacked on a daily basis by uh, a small slice of society like the even you know you can throw journalism into that like Mm -hmm. you know do you want to be berated 24 7 365 anyways we could talk about this all day but (laughs) I want to talk about you mentioned your op-ed okay Oh, your prediction is this coming week, they're going to say Surrey Police Services. Is that your prediction?
1: I don't know about the timing. I I, I don't know if it's that quick, but, uh, you know, I think it's got to, something's got to come to a head soon. They can't live in this chaos and they they got to start working on their 2024 budget. Yeah. So my sources they, tell
0: me that it's this coming week and the announcements in Victoria. So yeah. uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, I which put surprises money on me. SPD.
1: I think you are too, right? Yeah.
0: SPS yeah. for sure. Yeah. SPS, Be- only Only because of what david eby said yesterday yeah. what david eby said yesterday was like he's signaling because he doesn't oh, say I he's a so. very methodical politician mm-hmm. he is stri- strategically coming at this and he's also i think by and large a very um very much a man of his words like when he says i'm not yes. calling an election people are like he is he totally is well, like listen I'm i'll not. never believe
1: a politician on that but Wait, i will but I'm say looking that at
0: him, i'm a, i'm his constituent i'm one yeah. i i i live in his lose. neck of the words yeah. he might he he, yeah. he well might and well that's politics but over the years of watching david eby be david eby there there are very little things he said out loud that he didn't mean very few and, very I, and few to things. that point
1: i think that's in, in on sort of reverse not talking about the you know whether there's gonna be an election but him saying those numbers that's total spin that's that's pr that's, that's like here's some data to yeah. lay here's the groundwork for yeah. what we're about to do and that's that's spin. been what we're about here
0: well done. Thank you for articulating mm-hmm. it uh, more yes. so than I could there, because that's where I was going with it. I just don't say it as well as you do. But you're very <laughs> good with words, as proven in the Vancouver Sun an op-ed <laughs> piece that you have put forward. See my segue. That's yes, my specialty. Nice. Thank you.
1: Yes. I read you... it, George.
0: I really like it. I uh, give oh, give you. our uh, listener, our viewer uh, the cools notes. Well, on...
1: it's long. <laughs> it's yeah, got some I like data it. in it, so if you want to go check it out, I've tweeted it out. It's in the Vancouver Sun. The basic concept is enough is enough on the housing front. And I've been saying this since uh, the day I was elected back in 2011, that this kind of downloading by the provincial and federal governments on housing, on healthcare is that it's too much for and and the city of Vancouver, uh, under Vision Vancouver and the previous administration and this new administration seems to be embracing it as well, are accepting this. And yeah. my argument is we cannot it's i know we want housing for people who are in have high needs and we all need housing my kids need housing everybody we all need housing you know you, you, it's uh, housing a problem but is it the responsibility of vancouver or any city to deal with this 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 kind of challenge along with other health care stuff it no all of it and somebody no. needs to stand up to the federal and provincial governments or and it should be probably vancouver needs to say enough and start uploading enough of this downloading this is not our responsibility 600 I want to quote you. million dollars i mean this is ridiculous. yeah let
0: me quote you here because this is my favorite this is my favorite how you set this up is just brilliant the gu- i'm quoting george's op-ed piece in the vancouver sun you should find it the government jargon for this is downloading how cute it sounds as victimless as queuing up for a marvel movie or finally getting a hold of your favorite band's latest album but what that euphemism really means is quote, this is expensive and hard to do. So we're going to make the city it the city's problem. End quote. Over the past several years, the province has downloaded a suite of social services to municipalities, among them affordable housing, addiction services, mental health support, healthcare, and outreach. That paragraph landed like boom, it downloaded mm. because we've got these, we've got these sort of passive terms for really big problems. Mm-hmm. And cities are not, they're not don't
1: the staff. We don't have no. the money. It's the know-how. We're not built.
0: We should be doing more of what Brad West is doing and less of, you know, I don't want my park mm-hmm. board running truth and reconciliation. I don't. I want my yes. park board to take care of the parks. I want my government to acknowledge that truth and reconciliation is mm-hmm. important to this country. But that's yeah. a federal level that then you download money to create provincial awareness and whatnot, like the downloading of the, of the issue. That's what I love about your column. So keep going. The data you were saying. Well, I mean,
1: I think it's, you know, and I think this week there's a, the city of Vancouver just yesterday was approving a a process. The staff report related to multi-units in a size, certain size property. So basically rezoning pretty much the entire city to allow for higher density, six units or more, you know, potentially six units on a single family lot. right now, you maybe get three, they're even discussing uh, maybe subdividing and, and and selling part of your own single family property in that area. I've heard the, the feedback that I'm hearing already is from is saying you know it's and they kind of touch on this it, low income only but for sale stuff but I say why not sell the, the, the laneway unit at a high level of money and then sub, that subsidize the, the, the basement suite to be cheaper. Yeah. That's kind of what a lot of people are saying related to this report. So the, this is what cities this is how cities, Uh, deal with affordability they change the zoning they allow more building they we've talked about this before speed up the process be more efficient stop having all these rules there's a report that came out this week about that there is that there's a clear line between bureaucracy and 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 approvals and all this stuff and the cost of housing in a city and vancouver being one of the worst as far as paperwork and also the most expensive city in the the country so it's it's all these things coming together and i think that Stay in your lane, stay in your lane, each level of government. Yeah.
0: And you got to wrap your head around the fact you live in a city. If you want to live like you live in rural countryside, because generational wealth saw you living on a, you know, four acre property with a single home on it in, in you know, Shaughnessy Carisdale, whatever, some of these pieces of property are mm-hmm. ridiculous. And you drive around those neighborhoods at night every sprinklers on you want to talk about conserving water do you want to talk <laughs> okay. about housing issues do you want to we'll talk about age. yeah but there's so much no there's, uh right? yeah.
1: And, yeah and i mean, and i, I talked
0: to i, I talked to a yeah. young man whose grandparents live on a beautiful property and his grandparents are amazing they're lovely people they've lived here forever they worked hard for what they have you know they're extremely wealthy people they can barely maintain their single family home that has three gardens Right. They could easily have two or three more full sized homes on and, their and, property. Yeah. They could. It's not,
1: this policy is not saying you must do this. It's Ex- and that's just a, opening it oh up. Oh my God. The you just read my
0: mind. You just read my mind. Because what ultimately he's like, well, my grandparents really don't like it. And they really okay. didn't. Da, da, da. And I said, you know what? They don't have to. But if the people right next door want to do that on their property, it shouldn't be a problem because it, it makes the community live more in a vibrant. Unit. That is yeah.
1: exactly what they're talking about here. Yes. I don't know how many units in yes. your building. Is there five four and ours? Yeah, there is. We
0: there's actually have places. eight. 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 I, I, on I one there were two sing- or three. Uh, <laughs> eight. Well, no. We're we're technically a duplex, but all we have is a beam that runs between our two structures, right. and there are there are four of those on what used to be one single family home. All of us have yards. Eight. All of us you have privacy. Tell. I don't you even know tell. the people who live next door uh, two two over. I've never met yeah. them. We live on the same piece of property. And this is all uh, we do is respect.
1: Yeah, this was policy that was brought in in the seventies. Yeah, like this,
0: was 80s. Ago. this was eighties. This was eighties non-conforming strata. George, we don't pay strata fees. We don't have. Strata. I can paint my house you're pink not and a... purple polka dots. Huh.
1: And no. you're not a. You're not a. Uh, what is it called? Uh, uh, what's it called? The other thing where you have to have the two walls. Um, the... No shared know. walls. Yeah, yeah, no shared walls. No, no shared walls. Okay. No shared walls. Interesting. It, we're First.
0: independent, freestanding, non conforming strata units at, at about between between 1, a 1600 square feet, uh, each home. So they're built for families. They're they're mm-hmm. near, you know, they got all all the things you need without People it being are saying like, a
1: thousand square feet for a family. I live in a thousand, just over a thousand square feet, raise three kids there just fine. Thank just you fine.
0: That. Absolutely. Uh, but but my kitchen and living room isn't 700 square feet like that's the thing when people are like well your, hus- your room. husband your
1: boy yeah, i'm sure somebody else would love that you all you love cooking too. would, but I, you know what i wouldn't move green, too. everything else can be small yeah kitchen's got to be big but you the know yeah
0: it has got to be good. so
1: it's you're living in a perfect example i live in a perfect example and so this is the challenge that cities have and the nimby thing of course it's there it's so funny that because they're almost all these single family home you know when in my time in council they were either uh you know it's funny they're either the owners of these single family homes quite often who come and complain and they're you know you're a multimillionaire now because you bought your place for eighty thousand bucks whatever and now you have a two million $10 million home. dollar home it's or hard whatever, for me yeah. to feel sorry for you but yeah. uh you know it's more about the process but anyways i i, I think would just on like the people to frontal, think,
0: one more second i would oh, like I people to think when you if you're nimbying the hell out of it because you're holding on to what it once was because it once was a vibrant community. It once was full of people and happy and community centers and churches or whatever, like all of the things, the, the, the little grocery Mm -hmm. stores and all the things it's not like that anymore because people can't afford to live here and, and it's hollowed out and it's emptied out. And when you add people to your hollowed out, rich neighborhood, you're going to have laughter again. Stop Mm -hmm. fearing the other and start welcoming people who need places to live into your neighborhood by way of densifying gently, right? It's the Mm -hmm. fear that your next door neighbor, if they are allowed to zone differently, they're going to put in a 40 story building next to your house. That won't happen. That won't happen. We need densification in the city or the city will die. The city's going to die
1: we're we're dunbar has less people living in it now than it did before 10 years ago or something it's crazy it's It's crazy and it's so on water i just want to i just want to go ahead water because we're running out of time already we've already i I don't know where we are with you you keep track of time but yeah i'm this subject drives me crazy because i hate the fact that we always have these water restrictions and we live in a rainforest and i'm always arguing and we have this metro vancouver who controls our water this region and, and and this you know GVRD the great you know the water. Greater in this region. I'm sorry, District. but can we not put a plan together, people, for digging a bigger hole, digging a bigger hole for I don't know what it is that we have to do in order yeah. to provide enough water because it falls from the sky. Yes, okay, cl- climate change, all that, of course, but we still get a lot of rain here. I don't think you know, Yeah, I think we can all agree on that, can't we? It's pretty much still a rainforest, and and even if it's not. We should be making sure that if we do the math on it, we, that we're building infrastructure to protect our water so that we don't yeah. have to sit there every year and go, okay, it's time to stop. You know, Well, why? Why? How is it possible that we we know what the population growth is? We know the consumption of water. We know what we need. Why are we not building the proper infrastructure to handle that? because water literally falls from the sky for free here we're not like california yeah, it, right. it, it's like right above us and it's a commodity yeah. that we potentially can make a lot of money off of in the future the whole province really uh water is going to be a huge commodity for in this province especially as you go into the places where there's more rain you know live up in prince rupert pretty sure they don't have a lot of climate change happening in prince rupert it's pretty rainy and and you know we need to start thinking about that and thinking about how that infrastructure works and so that's just my rant on that i love that Besides, rant you know, george
0: i'm going to add to it because i think if we can store oil and gas on masts all along the coast and in pipelines everywhere why can't we do the same with fresh water as you said capturing it is not that difficult i think it's a a multi-billion dollar green idea maybe redirect some of the people who work in fossil fuels and manage liquids that uh, are, are the fossil fuel brand and turn them into managers of water because I believe you're you're right it, it's going to be a massive commodity maybe not in our life, uh, lifetimes but uh, certainly in those to come it is going to be that and it's like the people with enough money are wasting tons of water and the people with not enough are thirsty as hell so yep. we need to mm-hmm. we need to find a better way a better way, and we have the best water in the world, by the
1: way. Yes, we do. As somebody who's lived and, in
0: uh, yeah. in the U.S. and in Eastern Canada, absolutely,
1: people and don't drink gonna, out of
0: the tap everywhere. It's guys. Not
1: very chlorinated, and Mm-mm. you know it's all good. And you know, and speaking of infrastructure, it's when we're running out of time. I think I don't even know where we're at, but the peony So let's. Talk we got bit seven
0: bit about minutes.
1: That. Seven. Oh, minutes we do. Off. Okay. Yeah. I, I just want to talk about the peony and this this yeah this thing. People what are, are you freaking out. Me?
0: Okay, so freaking this out thing- in a negative
1: way. I find like what right.
0: It's crazy. This beautiful amphitheater. We need another place that's not downtown Rogers Arena or what do we call it now? I I, I've lost track of.
1: Well, we had an amphitheater downtown during Expo. Remember, we did it was so great. And they tore down empty lot there. Could have kept it.
0: It could it could have kept it. The Molson Stage, right? Wasn't it the Molson Amphitheater? So, um, it's it's that hard roof but open air. So mm-hmm. that I don't know if you've seen the drawings, not you, George, of course you have, but those listening or watching, you see the drawings, it's a really c- cool design. So this, this sort of bowl of an amphitheater that's going to be on the grounds of the peony because the peony is getting a big upgrade. Um, it, the budget was, I think, 60, $60 million. And mm-hmm. now it's ballooned up by 60%, which I question, I think, okay, you know, that seems yeah okay so now it's a hundred and hundred and two or 105 whatever vancouver city council approved this loan uh for the peony to complete this obviously it's going to happen they're going to complete it and i thought that the counselor sarah, sarah kirby young who is the PE's um Board that's her liaison. file yeah. Board
1: liaison, yeah
0: um the way she put it she's like for the taxpayer that's freaking out about this it's not tax dollars no tax money our tax dollars are not paying for this amphitheater you know we can calm down a little. I don't think she said it, but that's how I heard it. As like calm down, Joe. Um, yes. the federal the federal monies coming to the PE, which it's long overdue to get an injection of federal monies because other other um exhibitions across the country like the Stampede and and the C and E have received federal dollars where the PE has not. Mm-hmm. Um it's really important. So I'm with you and she said that the money will be paid back to the city with revenue from this new amphitheater. So it's kind of like when we paid for the highway at the cocahalla yes. right it's like yes, the toll it's a public booth.
1: private public because i think a lot of people don't understand the E is a corporation it's a it's yeah. a city owned corporation it used to be provincially owned the province said you take it about 20 years ago almost now the city yeah. took it over they got this land there was a lot of battle about this should be a park board property but no 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 thank goodness the city stayed uh, focused on the fact that the E as an organization has always been Revenue neutral or cost neutral for the city that it's self-sustaining yeah. and and that's and now barring they've, had, they've lost a few bucks in the last several years because of COVID and yeah. uh, you know there are some challenges for sure but what uh, the PEI offers is this ability to to build stuff and borrow the money like they're doing from the city uh, and and it's great that the city's doing this because and they say it'll take twenty three years that's the deal I think it's twenty three years PEI is saying it will probably we'll probably pay it off in eleven. Um, so that's amazing but more importantly to me we talked about housing and how that's a big chunk of the budget to me we need more things like this in our city to deal with all the people who live here we need more stuff we need more community centers we need no pools indoor outdoor pools we need our parks upgraded we need infrastructure that yes costs money but we're so focused all of our money now goes to housing that we're not getting anything like this so in this situation the fact there's negative stuff about this and it's actually costing the taxpayers zero dollars exactly. at this yeah. point as far yeah. as local taxpayers that's self-funded yeah. meanwhile we we have to build a pool uh there's a plan to rebuild a pool at uh in uh, the west end to rebuild that pool that's going to yeah. be 80 to 100 million dollars that's not uh going to be something that we get revenue back immediately or alone it's going to be a cost to taxpayers but it's also but i don't hear anybody complaining about that why can't we just sort of this is a great model but still we still need to build more stuff in the city for the people who live here like if you're going to add when the city's looking at adding six units to a single family unit uh site uh those six people who families or whatever they need stuff so there are 25 people living on this poco to enjoy the pools that they're building and that we're not i mean it's crazy i go to burnaby and their pools 10 times better than anything we have in vancouver crazy like, what are it we is. doing? We've lost focus of our job, which goes back to everything we talked about earlier.
0: Everything we talked about earlier. Hey, speaking of jobs, port strike, uh, tentative agreement yeah. that was breaking news today. By the time you're listening to this, there's probably more information on it, but it looks like uh, avoiding um further mediation, arbitration, or perhaps back to work legislation. So there's that. And then the Bank of Canada raised rates this week. So George, people feeling it in the wallet.
1: It's got inflation. is maybe not as bad as some countries, but certainly in there. We've got the, that, this port, I'm sure they got a lot of money. It's going to be cost taxpayers. It's going to cost every, all this stuff, inflation. Oh, ah. yeah. So and but, we're yeah. you know, looking at the data in America. is looking like they're heading to a recession in 2024. Ugh, it's like, you know, as a small business owner, this is not a good time to be in, <laughs> in business. It's like just when you're out there pounding the pavement for business and you're talking to fellow business people quite often, like More I like do, trim, it's scary trim, out trim, there. Trim, yeah, trim, it's scary out there. People are like worried, 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 and they're looking at their lines of credits that have gone from a two percent interest rate to a nine or twelve percent in the yeah. last year it's uh it's a real challenge and and the only solution is to just grin and bear it for the next couple of years because we're not getting out of this until 2025 or six right it's but if you're, if you're if you're
0: in it and if you're in it and you're feeling buried in debt talk to your bank don't hide from the bank bills talk to your bank look mm-hmm. at the possibility of pausing your mortgage and making it longer or debt consolidation if debt's a problem don't just start racking up the line of credit and credit card further and going further in debt like that's one of the things like there's a lot of there's a lot to be done if you actively pursue um being clear with with where you're at financially so that's just I'm going to leave uh with that note cuz I know some people who are like full ostrich just boom head in the sand and it's like that's not going to be helpful at the other end yeah. of this. So mm-hmm. it, there is help to be had and it starts with talking to your bank because all of those creditors want their money back and you going bankrupt. And I'm not talking to you, George, but people going mm-hmm. bankrupt don't help. Um, and if everybody goes down on mass, that's when you see crashes. So if we can continue to be different from our American, uh, brothers and sisters, cause we, we are economically different from them. Um, it, when we hit uh, these types of situations. We saw that back in 2008. So we just need to be mindful and that, you know, there's always an answer. There's always an answer. So yeah. uh, we're always free every Thursday. Unspun podcast hits unspunpodcast.com. You can follow George at George
1: underscore
0: Affleck, George underscore Affleck. I'm at Jody Vance. We're also on threads, which I'm enjoying threads. Uh, go <laughs> yeah. to uh, go uh, at Jody Vance at George Affleck, no underscore. It's really weird.
1: I don't, I don't know you there, George. No. <laughs> I, I don't know, I don't even know.
0: Any, any closing words from you, my friend?
1: Nah, let's get out of here and then say everybody enjoy the sun. It's gonna be beautiful. It's beautiful out there. It's beautiful. See you later. Peace out. Bye.